Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and salam. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into another broadcast of Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, and I am broadcasting to you from the Gulf, Gulf Coast of Texas, from the third coast, coast with the most. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Let me get the sound volumes leveled out here. There you go. It should be easier for me to uh, be heard. I do not like overly exerting my voice and yelling. I'm not like an Alex Jones type. I'm really not. And if you listen to my voices, uh, I might get loud and fast sometimes because I'm trying to read material, but that's also uh, from public reading and speaking. Um, from public schools, etc., where you have to, like, read to a classroom, and it's fucking, like, ridiculous that they get people to do that. Like, it's, like, something, you know, you had to do, but typically I want to keep it more conversational like this. But think each and every one of you listeners, new and old, this is your first episode of your 400th. Thank you all those who have liked, shared, and subscribed Thank you all those that have supported me financially, either recently or within the years I've been operating. It's going fast, isn't it time? It's going fast. We started this, uh, I started this, it was a solo operation, and it's had people contribute, jumping in and out uh, throughout the years, etc. But I started this in 2020, I started the podcast in September of that year. And from within that year to 2023, it has been a full-time activity on my part, trying to communicate, really trying to bridge a gap between the knowledge that I have, that I'm receiving, that I stumble upon in my day-to-day research, etc., that's floating out there, and, and the enormity of it, the complexity of it, and the reality of it. And then the intuitive grasping of this information and creating the connections that are currently even unseen when that information is out because it's just data, you know, creating the meanings behind the data and then needing to share that data with you guys in languages you understand in conversational tone. I have to remain calm and collected. And the information itself, I know, sounds very obtuse. It's very difficult to understand. It's very intense. But know that I'm doing my best to streamline it for you. I'm doing my best to to cut it up in bite-sized pieces. I'm trying to make sense of it for you ahead of time. That's a big part of what we do. By we, I mean the royal we. It's just an I. It's me. It's a solo job. Splitting up here have that breakaway personality disorder the schizoid personality disorder but no it's basically um, a solo outfit here so I appreciate all of you who support me researching etc takes a lot out of me I'm always running on empty uh, mentally because it's by the time I get done researching one project I have to immediately research another and then uh, quote unquote on my days off um, I have to because uh, I never get a day off in this thing you have to 
think ahead of time about what schedule is going to be, and every two days is what I've given myself for these different topics and everything. So it's a day off of researching, and then a day on finishing up that research and presenting, uh, creating an outline, everything to present these episodes. But don't worry, we got this. It's just a very, you know, it's, it's a very uh, Herculean task. It's a very a Sisyphusian task, pushing up that boulder. Because then once you get to the top, uh, the, you have to go down and get another boulder and bring it all the way back up, right? Each one of these episodes. But definitely, so thank you uh, for supporting me, that you allowed me to, to free my mind, to give me peace of mind when it comes to feeding myself and paying my bills and keeping the lights on with your dollar donations, with your $5 donations, with your $10 donations, uh, with your subscription to the membership through Spotify. Um, you know, you guys really are keeping uh, the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast alive. And you guys are what how it thrives. You guys are making it thrive with your sharing, with your likes, with your uh, likes on social media, with your comments, your positive reviews, etc. Your five star reviews. Thank you all very much for those who have reviewed, left five stars, etc. You know, very humble, very appreciative of all that. Today it's going to be Texan uh, by or Texas by Texan. It's um, the. Texas-specific news, conspiracies, and views, points of view, that uh, I wanted to kind of broadcast and bring it to the table here. Things that people aren't talking about, things I think they should be talking about, things that I don't think anyone talks about, and I think a big part of it is because they happen in Texas and because every other state is basically prejudiced against Texas based on Texas's own um, internal pride and uh, prosperity and importance in the union. Say, for example, people in Illinois think Chicago is the shit, and they look down on people from Texas no matter where they're from. People from New York City look down on people from Texas no matter where they're from. And they, people from California, for example, uh, are currently moving from California and living in Texas, but now hating on Texas and Texans and, and uh, talking shit about everything and feeling like they got to change it back to the California that they left. That's a real phenomenon. But that's all for surface-level normie shit. You know, we all get the cultural bias, but what that leads into is things that are very severely important for our state not getting the attention it deserves, not even internally. And uh, I feel like citizen journalism in Texas is very fertile. There's a lot to pull from. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot to do and a lot to say. A lot of shit going on that involves Texas, that involves Texans, that it reaches national and international levels, and is um, either directly connected to us or tangentially connected to us, at least uh, we're involved with it. Like I've already gone on before saying how important Texas is as a economic power and as a um, basically the heart of the USA. Uh, when it comes to energy production, economy, citizenry, military training, the importance of Texas is, is the thing I always try to emphasize. With 25 million people, with as much land as we have, with as much natural resources we have, and with our climate and temperament being what it is, um, as well as its place on the border in the Gulf of Mexico, it is absolutely, um, you know, uh, it is absolutely... I would say probably the most important part of the USA, uh, probably even of the Western Hemisphere and the and 
It could be argued the world. It could be argued the world. One of the things people don't realize, though, is that with all this size and money, more money, more problems, more people, more problems, um, and historically it's not innocent, not, nothing is, this world is an evil um, simulation, matrix hell, whatever you want to call it, real life uh, created, you know, illusion, you know, whatever. Um, it is hell on earth, basically. It is no country for old men. It is, you know, Texas is a very, very dangerous and hostile place, just like anyone else, as well, beautiful and innocent and totally free and, and you know, whatever propaganda they want to fit to make you not want to put a gun in your mouth or whatever every day. But uh, Texas is also the most litigious and legalized as well as, uh, you know, by that very nature, outlaw and uh, private and uh, paranoid and with its diversity comes a lot of weird shit. It's as Babylonian and as evil as any other state. It's as much vice or drugs or criminal activity, you know, dirty money um, as any other state. And it's as bad traditionally, generationally, etc. with as many bad and shitty and evil people as anywhere else. Now, all of this comes together for today's subject, and the say subject matter is going to be uh, the Texas Aquariums, the Texas Aquarium Conspiracy, which was first forwarded on 4chan last summer in 2022. Last summer in 2022, um, a series of posts were made on poll and um, the ex-paranormal but I believe it was mostly poll politically incorrect which as we know it is one of the most popular forums still existing in America even though it's completely owned by the FBI etc it's still a place where people go and just and just share this information when it does uh, strike them now there were 22 as far as I can tell 22 different connected linked in together uh, posts known as generals. These general posts, for those who do not know, through the boards of anonymous or forum boards, are uh, threads of comments and commenters, you know, adding in, filling out information, uh, being able to see what's already been gathered for information sharing, links, etc. They are done typically by passionate moderators who continually keep these uh, generals going to keep the subject matter active and to keep it in front of people's faces as well as uh, to kind of connect that community. I know everyone knows what fandoms are. I know what everyone knows these things are. Like when you have a forum and it's about a subject, um, as if they are popular, if they are popular, it's considered kind of a service to communities to keep these things preserved, uh, semi-archived or hard-archived, even if the thread's not active anymore, even if it closes down, even if the people involved, uh, you know, even if it's years and years later, they still go back and find this, and it adds as a big compendium, like a big uh, collection of all the information they've gathered so far, and these are called generals, right? And there were 22, 22 separate generals made back-to-back. That's the level of attention that's saved for things like 
uh, the presidential impeachment or the war in the Ukraine or Syria, uh, things like that, where it's like basically people posting a subject matter that they're obsessed with or very passionate about or feel very importantly about and kept alive by uh, consistent you know, participation within the... So it's very popular. I'm trying to say it's very popular. This was not small. This was not one guy making one thread in one month a year ago and nothing ever happening about it. Look how crazy this shit is, right? Like you would hear, uh, say, on, like, Dead Rabbit Radio or something, right? Like, has this delusional, obviously nonsense, uh, nonsensical-like thing on, on 4chan or Paranormal or Poll, um worth enough to talk about for an entire podcast episode. No, no, no. This is like a 22, like, thread long, 22, um, you know, general long with hundreds of posts each, right? This one I'm looking at right now, Texas General Aquarium 14, or Texas Aquarium General 14, sorry, dyslexia, is 249 posts with 63 images and 61 uh, different repliers long. And that was Sunday, 21st, August 2022. Um, and there's 22 different ones of those, right? That's just an example. Okay, and now that we'll talk about what it's about. To summarize... What was gathered, what the information is about these aquariums... We'll follow this. And Anon on the poll board of 4chan recently found a series of locations on Google Maps labeled as aquariums containing a specific format. Two letters, example, A, T, H, C, G, R, etc. Followed by the word aquarium, example, T, G's aquarium or L, B's aquarium. They are labeled as businesses, yet a search of their location photos show residential houses in largely isolated areas are small-town neighborhoods with three common traits. A star symbol somewhere out front, an RV camper or cover truck somewhere nearby, and no discernible signs of consistent use. Very little sitting in yards, nothing requiring highly active upkeep like a garden, little if any decor or lawn equipment out front, etc. These locations' addresses are also not labeled in the usual way, typically being shown as address ranges over the span of a street. Example, HR Aquarium, Prosper, Texas 75078, 10398 East 6th Street. One of these locations had a sign that also employed the standard star symbol across them protected by Clear Star, which led Anons to a shady website from the 1990s with locked sessions, unusual symbolism, and a bizarre smile page with uncanny quotes as well as a complete inability to look up at their marketplace without a username or password. This is all for what claims to be a locksmithing service. Operational from the 1990s. Additionally, no pages have been found associated with these addresses selling fish or aquarium goods, and no tax records nor copyright or LLC records exist that would imply that these are home businesses used for tax purposes. 
These sorts of locations with the same two-letter aquarium format have been found globally on Google Maps, but with the highest concentration and initially located in Austin, Texas, with an abnormally intense cluster of them in the state. So now you hear why I'm speaking about this. Because this was originally found in Texas and originally found in Austin, Texas, our capital. And it just started spinning out of control from there with people being able to find these aquariums literally internationally. With some of these aquariums and bull rings and motorsports groups being located as far north as Iceland and Greenland, or the North Pole basically, and as far south as Antarctica. They're located in almost every country at least the ones that were able to be searched and have information provided for them. Um, along with an additional finding that motorsports and bullring uh, were also in the running. With the keywords motorsports and bullring having the same two-letter formula. QRD Anon discovers dozens of aquariums in small towns in Texas that all consist of two initial names. The initials and then the word aquarium, bullring, or motorsports. Each one is listed as an address block and not an actual house number. All seem to be in small rural towns on lower class streets, not in big cities. The formula is two letters followed by an aquarium. They are also labeled as businesses but aren't on tax or copyright records for the area. Also, all shadows are all shows rando houses with stars out front on Google Maps. Logo and yard signs associated with Shady Ass CS Clear Start locksmith site. And at first was thought to be a pageant scam, but that went nowhere. New lead is clearstar.com. And it could be a private home security network. Also, new discoveries of XX Bullring have emerged. Example, YK Bullring. It follows the same pattern of weird star on houses and two letters. And if you look at the pictures of the cities, of the, of the actual um, buildings that these aquariums are located in, and I have a few images here. I, I mean, I just realized it's kind of hard to describe them. Um, but it's not. They're, they're just undescript, completely common looking. If you lived in a small town, you know exactly what these houses look like, just like any old person's house or maybe someone who owns multiple properties and they don't live there. They just kind of mow the grass every week or two. It looks like they have the what they call a barn star, but which is a five-pointed pentacle uh, with a circle around it sometimes or not 
This could also be the star of uh, Lone Star of Texas, Texas Masons, uh, star that you know of Wicca and our various pagan occult groups, which is indicative of a statewide coven or maybe interconnected covens from a statewide uh, type of um, you know uh, witchcraft cult. of satanic witches that maybe even own the whole block uh, as I've talked about before maybe even the whole town uh, having obviously maybe infiltrated and having some connection with the stars to the police stars that they wear on their on their badges this greater even national or international uh, saturnic group or group think or group thought this belief this ethos that has a promotional investment in child trafficking and uh, pedophilia that protects and operates these places either right under our noses as regular law-abiding citizens uh, we, we know within plain sight within, the, within these small towns and everything uh, say for example the sheriff would would block any federal investigation but the federal government would also be infiltrated too so no investigation would be forthcoming it would even be funded and promoted uh, and they would only be protecting them from concerned independent citizens aka lone wolves as they've called us in any kind of future investigation same with the bull rings and motorsports um, to help describe this because it's kind of like a nebulous but also enormous subject that it's very real. It's very real. And it's very odd. One of the buildings, like I was describing, uh, that I have right now, is called... Hold up. Let me draw it up so I get this actual... Phone is loading. Hold on one second. Okay. It's called BG Aquatics. BG Aquatics. And in front of it, on Google Maps, there is a school bus. And behind the school bus, there is a building. And that building is Young Israel of Bedford Bay. Bambi Daycare Center. Free UPK program. Love and caring for your children. BambiAcademy.com Pre-K for all. The address is 2114. There are two grown men standing outside the door with their hands behind their backs or in their pockets as if they're, they're watching. Like as security. Not like they're taking a cigarette break. The building looks like a very old synagogue or Masonic hall or school. It's it's quite it's two stories and it's solid red brick. And there is a blue triangle with a Torah, a menorah, and the uh, Ten Commandments above the doorway. This is to repeat in pattern. 
in keeping with the pattern, this is just one of many, one of hundreds, by the way. They're not all like this, but they're all kind of vaguely similar in how weird they are fucking are. To be called BG Aquatics and be listed as um, an aquarium under aquarium supplies. Young Israel of Bedford Bay. Bambi Day Care Center. Pre-PK for all. Love and care for your children. BambiDayCareCenter.com Or BambiAcademy.com With the address 2114. It's a brick building. It's two stories. And it has a blue triangle above the doorway. And apparently guards, like doormen, uh, you know, just to kind of make sure... I guess no one gets out and no one comes around asking too many questions. With a menorah, the Ten Commandments, and a blue triangle above the doorway. Other buildings like this um, are in the middle of nowhere. Samuel Bullring, for example, gives you the address 877S Deshaun Road, Lithuania, Georgia, and it is literally in the middle of a forest. There are stock photos for some of them listed in their businesses. As always, they have stars. Some have reviews. Some have reviews. I'll read some of the reviews just so that before I start breaking down into the, uh, the, the international cover and what these are used for and what the theories currently are. KMK Aquatics. What are your favorite ways to have fun? Is it a Luna Park? Attractions? Saunas? Try something interesting with KMK Aquatics. There you can allow yourself to leave domestic troubles and just loosen up. The ambience they can make will give you a special mood. The manager will advise about promotions. Ask them how it is possible to save money under the loyalty program. KMK Aquatics is situated at United States, North Brunswick Township, New Jersey, 8902 McLaughlin Drive. You may visit the company's portal to make or view more information. KMKAquaticsBusiness.site and you can voice the matters by phone, 732-407-3532. Definitely feel free to harass the shit out of these people. Call them day and night. Never give them any peace. Reviews further down to this specific one are, As I was expected in reading previous reviews, I was blown away simply by the sheer amount of hot dogs this place has to offer. Like my god, parentheses, shark god. There were so many hot dogs. Unfortunately, me and my colleagues were unable to see the one and only shark god as the lineup was almost as long as the amount of available hot dogs. Personally, I don't tend to fancy massages myself, and the staff were a little too insistent on giving me one, so I respectfully declined. 
If you're looking for authentic Polish sausages, this is your place. 11 out of 10. Another review is the best shark dog sandwich outside of Poland. Bob was actually away visiting Banana, so his son was running the show. 5 out of 5. And yes, I know it's fucking weird, and it's written that way, specifically to be weird, to be as difficult to understand because it's in code, and these criminals operate in code. Anyone who's a veteran of Pizzagate doesn't need this explained. But what we got here is Aquarium Gate. Now the theories are... Now they range from the true crime theories to the actual occult theories. And I'll explain them in that order. The true crime theories that these are either drug warehouses or um, to the extreme human trafficking... Uh, for immigrants and refugees brought across the border and smuggled into Texas. Now, Texas does have a history with that. And if you look up the news, say, for example, in Houston or any major city and type in uh, migrants found in stash house or stash houses on the news, they put migrants by the uh, hundreds in these stash houses. There'll be hundreds of men and women in one house in the middle of the country waiting to be shipped off or being held for ransom or whatever, you know, extorted or about to be sold into human slavery for the cartel for drug dealing, etc. That they have, you know, these places for real already exist. That's a true crime aspect. That's a reality of life. That That these cartels have stash houses specifically to fit hundreds of people. Like and they're and they're not even large houses. They're you wouldn't even know because they're not allowed outside or on the windows are all boarded up, etc. That there would be more than any like you know one two people living in this house. It's just maybe there's no cars outside. They don't give them vehicles, and there'll be maybe like a dog or two in the backyard. But they will be um, you know filled with people who are being kept against their will, and the doors are padlocked shut. You know from the inside, etc. Um, you know, they, they don't, they're not allowed to like, uh, go outside and, and, or anything or go to the bathroom. I mean, obviously there's like only so many, you know, it's, it's a living hell. It really is a living fucking hell. And this could be done for sex workers. This could be done mostly for migrant laborers. And basically, uh, that's one aspect of it. The bullring and the motorsports of it, um, have been theorized to be coded locations for pit bull fights, you know, cock fights, chicken fights, rooster fights, uh, various animal fighting. Uh, they could be even more exotic, like, um, you know, human and dog or, you know, even illegal bullfighting, which uh, I know is kind of a stretch, but given Mexicans and their culture, 
and the fact that, you know, there is a history of bullfighting and rodeos type shit in Mexican society as well. These could be uh, locations for that, but because they're international, and a lot of them are found in the country, um, that it's, it's theorized in the true crime definition of it to be for dogfighting, mostly. Like pit bull, that's where the bull ring comes from, with motorsports being... Um, you know, the code word for something even even involving like illegal racing or, um, you know, the illegal selling of scrapped cars, like, like stolen cars or, or stolen cars, uh, car parts. So, for example, if you have a, a home residence in the middle of the nowhere uh, Texas town with like 500 people in it or something, but it's in be- it's outside of Austin then it's called EC Motorsports or something like that. This is um, where you would go to buy a stolen car or sell a stolen car. Or it would just be the front for the paperwork necessary for the the, scra- the, the chop shops, basically. The chop shops operating literally in, residence, in residential neighborhoods or whatever, in people's garages. At least paperwork-wise, they have them listed under these addresses for tax purposes, etc. But they may be operating out of town or in somebody else's mechanic shop, etc. And it's all part of that. Drugs, uh, blood sports, you know, um, various illegal activities like Grand Theft Auto, etc. But it has nothing to do with this exotic uh, child trafficking, human trafficking, adrenochrome harvesting, child sex predation, sex trafficking angle to it, you know, white slavery, uh, modern-day slavery, etc. Um, especially not when it comes to the occult. That's what some theories are. Now, for other reasons, you know, um, people have come forward saying that aquariums actually are used by the cartels for drugs and drug shipments, specifically cocaine throughout the borders, because... A lot of the aquariums trade in tropical fish, and tropical fish typically come from the Amazon or companies that deal close to the Amazon, like companies from El Salvador, uh, Brazil, Venezuela, Peru, Colombia, that go to the, say, gather exotic fish and then, you know, ship their wares in coolers, etc., through uh, express, you know, freight means getting there, you know, within one or two days which is uh, far too quick for customs and border patrol and everything to uh, adequately search, as well as to be able to disguise their, say, cocaine, you know, in white powdery gravel, which is like aquarium sand, and that's why these places are called aquatics and not all the time aquariums, because they're selling aquarium supplies. Get it? Oh, I'm selling aquarium sand from Peru. And this Peruvian aquarium sand, I'm using air quotes right now, is, uh, you know, the best Peruvian aquarium sand in town. And I'm going to get a kilo of this Peruvian aquarium sand and I'm going to hold it for uh, the Mongols bike chapter, you know, to come by. And then I'm going to make a deal like, you know, exactly at my residence because he's like, yeah, are you the aquarium guy? Yeah, you know, I'm here to pick up the aquarium sand, you know, okay, yeah, we can just say cocaine, you give me the money. You know, type thing. And um, that's really what it's all about, right? That, that They want to keep it just at that. Now, it goes even further if you, if you have the imagination for it. And I think everyone listening does. 
into the true crime spectrum of the middle part, which is human trafficking, sex trafficking. Could be specifically a migrant children, but there's plenty of Texas children that have no parents, that have been cast out to the streets. It's an extremely cruel state, and it's an extremely cruel world that the state exists in, and an extremely cruel country for children. And everything about children is either they, they force their parents into extreme desperation, the parents themselves are terrible people raised by this shitty system and don't know how to take responsibility or sacrifice for their children. Uh, they rather just run from them and abandon them. And then once the child is abandoned, then they are left to the cruel mercy of the world. Orphanages, uh, say for example, you d it's, it's now legal, for example, in um, Texas to drop off a child at a, a fire department's office, like a fire station, just drop off a child. It doesn't matter if they're a baby, doesn't matter if they're a toddler, or even a young adult, uh, you know, like a teen, or like a tween, or whatever. You know, if you drop off a child at a fire station, they will adopt them, you know, put them through the processes called Child Protective Services, call the state, find a home for this child, without investigating you, without any questions asked or any paperwork necessary for you as the parent. Say you're homeless, you're, you're 18 years old, you're a woman, you're homeless, you're a drug addict, whatever, right? Your parents hated you, you kick it out, you're a child of abuse, you ran away, but you find yourself pregnant and you have a baby. Then you have the baby for a couple of days as a homeless mother. You realize this is impossible. You're not going to do this. You drop off this child at the fire station, the first fire station you can find, the closest one. You drop it off, you know, ring the doorbell, and run away. They come out. They, they find the baby on the doorstep. They call the Child Protective Services. That baby gets taken to uh, a Masonic. Remember, this fire station is a Masonic, by the way. All fire stations are Masonic. All police stations are Masonic. This is where they start getting caught into the system. But that baby, they want you to believe, will have a good life and find a good home elsewhere. The truth is, that baby could easily be turned around and sold by the Freemasons, kept for their purposes, given away as a, a type of like gift to a high member of power in these, in these societies, these pedophiles, or just sold for money. You want to go more true crime and say less extreme right now, less occult, sold for a high amount of money. They're corrupt just like anyone else. If a cop can be corrupt, if a police officer can be on the take, if the police officer could be getting bribes and doing drugs and uh, licensing hitmen and giving out weapons to gang de uh, you know gang members and shit like that and be in with the mafia and and have like affairs with their mistresses etc and be blackmailed then a fireman can be same thing firemen at the same fucking potential except they have even less ethical uh, responsibilities to be you know law abiding in any way they're basically just sitting back and cashing in on fat fucking checks and public support and they and they don't specifically even have to fight crimes. They they are a huge um, unfactored in potential for corruption within a city's government. And this is just the fire station as an example. They could drop off a police station and hospitals. Imagine how the corruption, you know, extends. And it's all just based on money. You know how much a baby is sold for. 
tens of thousands of dollars. And this just happened. So imagine if you just get a baby and then tens of thousands of dollars just are in your bank account because you made the deal. So, and it's like, you don't have to think about it again in the day of your fucking life. And, and you just, you know, you move on, do it again if you have to, if you can. That's how crime works. These people have no consciousness, no shame. Like, they have no remorse. Anyway, so this baby gets sold. Uh, this baby now is available, quote-unquote. Or maybe gets placed with a foster parent who then does it. Whatever steps you want inside the chain, right? It goes to CPS. CPS is corrupt. CPS then does the whole uh, baby selling, um, you know, the, the highest bidder or giving away to a Freemason or a coven or whatever that they're connected with uh, through funders and funding, etc. Or their upper management, uh, true loyalties to a cult, etc. Or just organizational crime. Like, yeah, this, this is what this person does. They sell every third baby and they've made over $3 million in 10 years, which is a lot of fucking money that they would never be able to make otherwise just by selling kids that nobody wanted. You know, think about it. It's, it's very easy that this is happening. Like, not within every community, but in Austin or San Antonio or Houston and then there's satellite communities elsewhere. Fuck yeah. There's 25 million people and th- uh, tens of thousands of communities and cities that all are facing temptation every day and that temptation can be backed just by money. Fucking money is the root of all evil. You know, think about it. Every local small town sheriff, you know, they, they, the, the potential of corruption is, is always there because this guy could pay you more money than you're going to make in 10 years as the local sheriff. Um, you know, in one year for just letting a couple of trucks go by that you don't have to pull over. So it's less work for you and you get hundreds of thousands of dollars directly you know, given to you in cash in like briefcases by the Mexican cartel or whatever or biker gang or Texas mafia or you know Freemasons or whatever. And they'll even accept you in their membership and then now, now you're defended by them and you're connected to this even larger network. You know, people just don't understand how corruption works where the greatest evil becomes the, the meal ticket, the ticket that you want to be able to, to supply them because it, it gives you that sense of importance within their criminal structure, which benefits you even greater. And then now all of a sudden you're full-blown corruption and mafioso uh, and working within these larger cartels, right? And that's how, like I said, everybody, mayors, uh, post office people, uh, everyone from mailmen to mayors basically gets corrupted and drafted into the system because they have something to offer. And that is the ability to move within the system without uh, worry or fear of being caught. And that's what smugglers ultimately crave the most. The ability to move, whereas, and to keep highly exotic, illegal uh, narcotics are things like human trafficking, uh, victims, slaves, babies for sex or for uh, legal adoption, organ trade, whatever. They need to keep that stuff. They need warehouses. They need real estate that no one is going to investigate. And because they can't just apply for it, they, they're, you know, they're wanted by the FBI, etc., that they need people to help them out. And this is where I think a lot of it comes to. It's because the stars... They all represent something uh, involving the secret society. So it's not all independent, small, you know, local. They may be independent to each other, but they have an overall coordination and organizational uh, reason why they exist this way, right? Some mafia is controlling it. Um, And this is to avoid investigation from an outside source that they uh, clearly do not really fear, but fear enough to set up formalities 
Now that you have this illegal baby trade set up, it's illegal uh, human trade set up for orphans, etc., what happens to them? More aquariums, by, their, by the investigative nature of these people, they have found out aquariums are probably where they are selected, where they are either on view or you can watch a video of them, say a TV, as if though you're watching fish in an aquarium. Or you can watch them in their quote-unquote natural environment like a bedroom. And for this, um, this is not exotic. This is how pedophiles and sex trade actually works. A lot of parents will rent out their children for an hour or a night or whatever. And they will invite their friends basically to go up with their children to their bedroom and so the child will not think anything out of the ordinary besides, oh, I'm getting to show somebody my toys or my bedroom or my bed. You know, they, they, they cut a kid's innocence. Or maybe they've already accepted this as their fate, as part of the system. But it's the idea that, oh, no, you, just, you get to be with a kid. And if you're a pedophile, this is like catnip. This is an extremely fetishized thing. Uh, princess rooms, Barbie doll beds, little tables, little ch- uh, the toys, the little clothes in the closet, etc. And of course, I don't want to explain it any further than that, but you know what's happening, the hardcore graphic uh, violation and rape and, of this child, etc. Over the course of the role play of, a, of an adult in a child's bedroom, which they find highly erotic, they find sexually charged, it's all part of the ritual to them. These people are psychopaths. Uh, and sociopaths are obsessed with rituals, uh, having children try on clothes, having children play with their toys, etc., before raping them. This is really where the aquarium starts becoming more realistic. They're not just going to bring a child to a hotel room. While that's possible, they don't want that. They want an aquarium experience. Like, an aquarium isn't just a fish in a glass, in a glass sink. It has, like, a recreated natural environment. And you're there to watch the exotic... Uh, fish, the tropical fish. And this is why I think the tropical fish angle is that they're from Mexico, that they're from uh, Guatemala, that they're from Ecuador, that they're from Nicaragua, that they're from El Hon- uh, Honduras or El Salvador. They're from these this new wave of immigration or that they've always have been connected to this thing. Uh, freshwater fish is a code word for uh, Americans, and uh, saltwater fish tanks or saltwater aquariums and freshwater aquariums. Freshwater aquariums are for American children and I remember this could be uh, black children, white children, Latino children, Asian children uh, children from say ghettos in Chicago could be abducted and taken to uh, Florida or these Texas houses within a day's drive Within a, within a matter of a couple of days of driving, you can easily transfer a kid almost entirely across the country. Um, so they don't have to be sourced locally. Like It doesn't always have to be Texas children or Mexican children because they're close. It could be internationally trafficked children to these aquariums. And that could be a reason why the aquariums exist because every once in a while, new kids are brought in. And just like an aquarium, you, you, the adults will keep going back. You know, they go back every couple of months just to see what kind of new, new kids are coming in, etc. Uh, the watching of child pornography, because child pornography is extremely illegal uh, and it's extremely hard to get. It's hard to get unless you're technologically very sophisticated and, and savvy. Uh, for most people, analog child porn, videotapes, DVDs, VHSs, 
um, you know, pictures, magazines, things like that. That's how they view child porn. You always hear about the digitalization of it, people having, say, gigabytes of child porn on their computers and everything. But no one wants to talk about how there's still physical DVDs, VHSs, photographs by the millions, millions of copied VHS tapes of child rape, child sexual activity, uh, little girls throughout the decades from the 90s, from the 2000s, you know, the 80s. This does isn't a new phenomenon. They've been making child porn as long as there's been cameras. And now an aquarium, I think, is also a place where people go to view child porn. Not to maybe to buy it, maybe just to view it. Like you pay money and then you sit in a room and they have the tapes there and you can watch whatever you want, etc. And then when you're done, you're done. And that's the whole point. It's like you pay for it, I don't know, the hour or whatever. But it's just like a porno theater, specifically, though, for child porn. And I believe that could be also a part of the aquariums. Uh, I kind of fit in the middle with all this. I believe that the metaphysical answer and the true crime answer in the middle is the most correct. There's an intersection between those two points. The middle of the spectrum and then the far metaphysical occult side of the spectrum. Versus the true crime, uh, normie, um, you know, mainstream type of far other side of the spectrum. Which is, you know, it's, it's good, but it's not enough. They wouldn't go through this amount of secrecy for pit bull fighting, nor would it be this weird and creepy with the reviews for hot dogs and shit like that. As well as the school, the daycare center, uh, the Jewish daycare center. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, if it's for dog fighting, they're not having pit bull fights at a Jewish daycare center with a bus in front of it. They are getting kids from that daycare center, putting them on a bus, and taking them to a place where they can be molested, raped, for the profits of businessmen, etc. Businessmen are coming in and doing it on a school bus, etc. Because the school bus is their fetish, and they want to rape a kid on a school bus. Get it? Like, you want, they want to rape a kid in their natural environment, like a... a a daycare center. An adult man wants to go to a daycare center, see all the toys, see all the kids playing, pick out a kid, take him into a closet, molest him, and then like bring him back, and that's it. And then they'll, the businessman can go away, having paid, and the kid is just there in daycare, and the parents are none the wiser, and the people have made money on them and pimped them out, and at the same time, um, you know, it, 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 no, one, no, no one can stop them. No one's even suspecting this thing. Because all the business is done through this aquarium site that no one would even suspect this place is registered under because it's a fucking daycare. That or it's a home or something like that. Or a businessman just wants to go uh, to a place that's a home that's, you know, a fake home. Maybe it's no one lives in there full time, but it's set up just to look like a home with a bedroom, a child's bedroom. They bring the kid up there, tell him to play in the bedroom. The adult comes in. You know, it's part of the place thing. It, the kids already probably been abused and, and, and indoctrinated and all this shit anyway. But the idea is that that bedroom is the it's a key to the aquarium experience. Now, the motorsports bullring angle of it. Um, what do you do when this is over? What do you do when the child is getting too old or too much mileage? For those that know what that word means, too much mileage. Uh, for the pimps out there in the hose, 
too much mileage, or mileage is a term you, pimps use to describe prostitutes' uh, sanity. Because a woman can only fuck so many men for so long before she starts going fucking insane. And has like Amanda Bynes level like mental breakdowns and shit. Starts like smoking crack publicly and just like walking around without taking baths for a couple of days and shit. Like, when that happens, they say she has too much mileage. She's gone over the limit, you know. Like, I, I want a hoe with low mileage. Or this hoe has high mileage. You know, I got to tell you, this hoe has high mileage. Like, yeah, that, that bitch is crazy. You know, she, she's not a good worker. She's not loyal. She can't be depended on. You can put her on the street corner, and she might be fucking uh, walking around butt-ass naked, yelling at cops and shit, ruining all your shit, bringing down all this heat. Instead of making money like a good girl and just fucking playing the game, like, like she's she's the one trying to like cause like shit in public. Like you take her out to eat or whatever, and then she's the one walking around fucking talking shit, like you know, like, like just acting a fucking fool. And it's because they've gone insane. They've gone insane, right? So what happens when this happens to kids? Well, they either get put back on the street and they become the next generation of lifelong homeless people you see walking around. You ever see a teenage girl or a young girl walking around uh, with track marks on her arms, completely, you know, like, fucked up, just walking around, sleeping on the sidewalk and shit because she's been already used so much by these circles that she has, she's gone insane. She snapped. She has, like, extreme shell shock and shit. Uh... She's unfixable. Now, at that point, they could also be killed because if a child is too young and a child is, or even bought for this specific purpose, they could be sold to be killed at that point because, you know, both dead men tell no tales, the dead kids tell no tales, and that's a good way to silence victims, etc., silence people. Um, but it's also a good moneymaker within this extreme level of organized crime where snuff and snuff films and torture porn and gore are quite prevalent and they make extreme amounts of money. They're very lucrative because sociopathy and business class go, uh, you know, they're basically the same and that the exoticness of their, uh, their desires and the jaded... Uh, nature of their both drug use and their carnal sexual appetites, etc., produce uh, nihilism. If they're on meth and and shit like that, they're going to gravitate towards wanting to kill uh, and include violence into sexuality. That's just like they're demonically possessed. They're ritualistically possessed. Uh, they're an organized crime, anyways. They're lifelong criminals. These people could be in prison. These people could be obsessed with shit like that. Like, um, you know, just pedophilia is like that. It, it builds momentum until the extremes become all that you want. And that's what's normal to you. And so killing children is reserved for an even elite clientele, even more refined clientele, if you could use that word, a more select clientele, uh, with these discarded goods, with these broken children. With these children that have been injured or uh, psychologically just destroyed by this abuse. As well as, like I said, it, it, it's all about money. And money is the highest dollar. So motor rings 
and bull rings, uh, motorsports and bull rings are two different things. With the theory being that in bull rings, um, the people, um, the, the the in bull rings, the people watch murder and killing. They watch. They don't actively participate in it. They may pay for it. They may pay to decide what happens. But they themselves do not kill the children. But in motorsports, they kill the children. The difference being um, that one detail. Where it's in bull rings, they, they watch the children being killed, or maybe the children killing other children, or maybe the children killing each other, like in fighting, or in fights, or maybe adults killing children ritualistically, hunting them, etc. Um, maybe they watch videos of it, like they watched past videos. They could binge watch, say, like 10 children murders in an hour just by watching the tapes over and over again, or whatever, get their money's worth, or whatever they pay for it. And in motorsports, they actually kill the children. They are the ones chopping up the children, specifically motorsports being power tools, and power tools being like chainsaws, drills, shit like that, that they're using specifically to hurt the children and kill them. Like uh, motorsports being the mind, yes, this is, this is what they call it, motorsports, get it? Like they're using that to, like say, power a chainsaw motor, and the motor is then used to chop up the kid, dismember the body. It's very, very on the nose what they've decided this means. Now, there's very little evidence suggesting this. Obviously, there's no physical evidence, but it is basically what people are instinctively and intuitively defining these, these facilities as places of, either to watch ritualistically the murder of children or to engage in the in the murder of children. Um, and that's fucked up. That is fucked beyond fucked. Like, and that's pretty fucking far from okay. And that's fucking way worse. And But at the same time, uh, it's all connected to this unholy trinity of what ultimately the Texas Aquariums and Aquarium Gate internationally pivots on this no matter how you slice it and in the next next segment we'll talk about um in the next you know the next part of this we'll be talking about the metaphysical and the occult and the supernatural and the, the you know the the, the spooky uh, witch coven and shit like this could be adding to it the crawly and human sacrifices but even if that's not connected even if it's just people who are perverts you know, just a bunch of atheists and material scientists and reductivists and shit like that. Just a bunch of, exactly, just a bunch of, like, uh, Richard Dawkinses and, you know, Neil deGrasse Tysons and shit. Killing kids while at the same time being like, I don't believe in God or anything supernatural. It's still fucked beyond comprehension and words that men get so hedonistic and decadent. And it's 100% just for sexual gratification and sadism and pedophilia by its very nature, is this cannibalistic uh, fucking hatred of the goodness that is children, the innocence that is children. Um, it is an abhorrent monstrosity, an abomination against God, and absolutely a nightmare that needs to be investigated in. 
Uh, and it's real because there are already thousands of these aquariums discovered not only around the world, but specifically in Texas. Specifically in Texas. In the biggest communities. Austin, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, in the South Texas areas. In the, in the valley. It's a cancer. And it's fucking there. It's real. Okay, now we have covered the middle ground. Let's get into the, I guess you would call it, the far occult side of the spectrum. It's beyond left and right. It's beyond understanding that way. But, I mean, obviously the spectrum has that 2D representation that everyone loves. Um, so say, like, on one side you have the, the pure, simplistic, you know, innocent, quote-unquote, nameless naive worldview. Of it. And I, you can tell my, my bias and it's, not, it's not completely non-objective But it's like you know You have that one side of true crime Where nothing out of the ordinary is happening uh, Even extraordinary crime is still uh, Remarkably ordinary um, And then on the far side You have every crime is some kind of a cult You know supernatural um, Ritual cursed uh, You know whatever And then you have like in the middle We've just covered that middle part so let's get into the super uh, occult side, right? Let's get into that super occult side of the spectrum. This post was pretty much the nail in the coffin for that, and it was like, yes, this is like what's really going on in that that camp of people believing it. So yes, the rabbit hole does indeed go deep, but on the surface, it's easier to believe in the existence of a lesser evil rather than the one that will give you psychological traumas. There are all kinds of predators. Some like to eat their prey after raping it. The list goes on. Some aquariums are used as a child-raising site. A child who has been bred and lived in a controlled fantasy environment. Who knows nothing of the outside world. Whose concept of good and evil is warped beyond understanding. Who will see you as a god among men for raping them and love your deviancies as something that makes them truly happy. Aquariums usually don't have kill rooms, but once the child reaches a certain age, they either go through a process to become the next caretaker for the next generation of aquarium children, or they get killed and replaced by the coven's as human sacrifices. There are more aquariums than bullrings or motorsports because they're less expensive and require less cleanup duties. The poster who made this post had a very unique Prussian flag, black and white with a Knight's Templar Red Cross on it for a Teutonic Knight. And the post number had the last four digits were 3388. If you know anything about sacred numerology, you know why that is very eye-opening. As mentioned before, a lot of these buildings and houses have stars Which can be used uh, 
or which can be interpreted in many different ways. They can be interpreted as simple decorations that are rustic and Texan-y. Barn uh, stars historically go back to farmers and farm communities like the Amish, etc., the Quakers, uh, around the early colony days and even outward to the west. They ward off evil, they bring good luck, but they are what they are, and that is pentagrams. For example, a lot of barns in um, Pennsylvania have stars on them because it was to keep away a creature called the Snallygaster. This is unrelated, I know, but this is the importance of stars on structures in America. They are not merely decorations. They have supernatural, folkloric, and legendary, near mythic, uses in the pagan and witch communities that spring up in the rural, agricultural, old world areas of America. Now remember, Texas is still a overwhelmingly rural, agricultural, agrarian, old world state with much of its population deriving from Catholic Bulgaria, Bohemia, I'm sorry, Catholic Bohemia across Czechoslovakia, Prague, Austria, uh, down through to the Ukraine, uh, all through the Baltics, um, a lot of Polish a lot of uh, Balkan DNA, a lot of uh, Russian immigration, for example. Uh, but you look at things like Lagrange, and Lagrange was founded by the French, but is an almost entirely Czech-German. And there are still sp- uh, parts in Texas, like uh, Luckenbach or Shiner, Texas, that are almost 100% German. And so the stars don't merely represent spurs or the lone star state, but rather a old world potential for witchcraft and the occult, such as witch covens, which have operated as Babylonian Talmudists under the radar of censoring Catholic authorities, as well as their Islamic counterparts in the Middle East and Near West, Southeast Asia, etc., um, in the Western world, operating under the censoring authorities of the Catholic Church and the secular criminal investigators for their wanton cruelties and their practices of blood magic and human sacrifice of their pagan agricultural deities and, like, you know, um, myth cycles. We're talking wicker man shit. We're talking human sacrifice to ensure harvests, to bring prosperity. Um, etc. And this is what we're talking about, like Khazarian level shit that are operating within Texas just as they operate within Poland, just as they operate within the Netherlands or Belgium or uh, Germany itself, you know, or Czechoslovakia. They operate within Texas. It's a remarkably similar areas in, in both geographies and, you know, humans and people and populations. And no doubt in desires and lusts as well. 
proclivities of covens like that, growing in power through infiltrating mainstream society, which has been done across the United States, is nothing individual to Texas. Look at California, look up New York State, et cetera, look up like the McMardo preschool, look up the elite, the Hollywood elite, et cetera, and just imagine that within the business communities, the Freemasonic lodges, for example, are filled with very well-to-do middle-class people who could afford multiple properties and easily have enough networking power and influence in society as to fill entire towns with their membership and rank and file. Remember, all Masons owe allegiance first to their Masonic Brotherhood and then to anything else like state, nation, government, and lastly, of family and of strangers, um, you know, neighbors, etc. So, yeah, the potential for this existing within this metaphysical, you know, uh, secret society sense, this occult secret society sense, is very strong. And these people would have the incentive as well as the tastes and proclivities for child rape, uh, sexuality, uh, perversions, fetishes, stuff like that, because in their culture we know that the sex magic is seen as a divine harnessing of Vril, of tapping into the key of Solomon, of traveling the tunnels of Typhon, and being able to become your own god, and also just to simply get your kicks off because they idolize things like ancient Greek society. They idolize things like the Talmud, which says that you can have sex with a goyim child up until the age of nine and not have it count against you in terms of homosexuality. So a lot of these men are closeted gay men, or a lot of these men are like, rather unattractive by any like, you know, real standards, and thus they pay prostitutes that eventually this desire to pay for sex evolves to paying for taboo sex and eventually paying for children because children can't judge them. They don't have the frame of reference for, say, judging a micro penis or whatever uh, ailment that these people might have. And, of course, being born with such a defect in both your moral character uh, as well as your physical characters, etc., uh, would lead you to these psychoses that you and pathologies that you would disguise as spiritual, unorthodox spiritual beliefs or uh, pagan beliefs or ancient rites, etc. So le- less so that you're actually enthusiastically following, um, say, the ancient uh, occult rites of like the OTO or uh, the Freemasons or um, the Babylonian Talmud, or whatever you're, you're into, uh, ancient Greek uh, pedophile-type myth cycles, like hero cycles and deities, like you're worshipping Apollo or whatever the fuck, and like having sex with little boys. Um, you know, the shark god gets thrown around like that, and, and it goes into like the, the many different rites and rituals of things than the more uh, occult and Gnostic sects. Like I said, having to actually love and engage in, in, in uh, sodomy uh, uh, as the bottom, as someone who's getting sodomized in a lot of these white magic circles, for example. Um, or, or exactly like raping, raping somebody against their will in a lot of these black magic cycles that has to be done. You have to rape somebody to understand what it means to have that power. 
and, and the black magic powers, the black lodge cycles, will deliver people who are, you know, unwilling victims. You have to be an unwilling victim. You can't just be a willing, submissive, you know, wanting to be raped. You exactly can't rape the willing. These are nuances within the occult that are very important to their membership and structure. It's not just, oh, you worship Satan, I worship Satan, let's all hang out and worship Satan together. There's power structures to this shit. There's levels to this shit. There's like nine inner circles and shit that aren't like even like the difference between them is the difference between people who don't even know they exist and the people who know they exist, let alone the people say who think that they're at the top and there's even levels above them that they're not aware of and et cetera, et cetera. And this is just to make money. This is also just to make money for these covens, just to keep them um, living these lives of luxury that they don't have to work or integrate with other societies. And they have these amazing bank accounts. They have millions of dollars in the bank account, sometimes even rivaling billions of dollars. Cults have a shitload of money. And that's what people don't realize. Cult leaders, even small-time cult leaders, have millions of dollars in liquidatable funds. From credit cards of their members and followers to real estate, card cash, different currencies and shit like that. It's definitely treated as a uh, profitable enterprise. It's always an aspect behind Satanism and witchcraft, etc. Is, uh, you know, they, they worship money. They worship and believe their God is incentivizing money. And that to, to earn, like I said, orga- witchcraft is an organized crime. It's how organized crime members are uh, spiritually imprisoned and enslaved in fear of these. Because like voodoo, voodoo and shit, organized crime and voodoo, 100% linked together uh, historically. It's the same thing. This is, this is just white people voodoo. All this shit is is white people fucking voodoo. And if you don't believe me, think about this scenario. You know how many prisons are in Texas? You know how many Satanists are in prison? You know how many Satanists need things like money and shit? And you know that they could be on what they call a salary or a payroll where they're given, like, say, several hundred dollars to a thousand dollars or more uh, every month just as a part of being in the Satanic group. But they're expected when they get out to be killers, to kill people, to be muscle, to attend these rituals, etc. And they get super indebted and into it at the same time basically surrender to it because they have nowhere else to go. And they, they're in dire circumstances with other satanic killers that they know can be ordered to kill them and silence them. Uh, think about the son of Sam. Son of Sam uh, had his throat slit in prison when he started giving interviews and, and converted to Christianity uh, by other Satanists. He was talking about this, that Satanists have an extremely organized system and there are no shortage of people who are willing to be in this group, especially when money is there, when money talks and, and money is the root of all evil and people are on the fence and can be and in desperation, you know, can easily see themselves drafted over to this other side. Um, that's what people don't get. It's not, it's not a rare thing to find a person willing to, uh, rape and kill a child for Satan. It's actually a part where they discriminate a lot based on race. White power is very pagan, for example. That's not a understatement. White power is often connected to, uh, various forms of pedophilia and shit. KKK and stuff. A lot of these people are, uh, hillbillies, southerners that just like young 
kids like young women. That's a huge problem in the South. They will bend over a nine-year-old girl and buttfuck her uh, in her sundress before church and just pretend like nothing happened and that's okay. Like the whole sitting on your lap thing and stuff, that's the 100% in people's faces, the hypersexualization of women and girls especially, especially the incest angle when it comes to farms and agrarian societies across America. This is that where that shit happens. Now, the reason why it exists in the aquarium style and the motorsports and the bullring style and shit is because of the modern necessities of traveling and of traveling through areas for business as well as uh, for the various types of um, necessities involving the stock and trade that because children are killed, because they have to be rotated due to their ages, because people are um, wanting diversity and there's only so many physical places you could put these children for the extreme amount of um, responses you would get etc. A way to put this in reference is they have news articles sometimes, news stories, where police sting child sex offenders and people looking to have sex with children at motels and hotels. And they'll put ads on like Craigslist and shit. The cops will be like, hey, I'm, they go undercover and they'll be like, hey, I'm a father who's a trucker. I'm traveling through Cincinnati. I have my little girl. She's six years old. Who wants to come to the hotel and have some playtime? $200 every 30 minutes or something. And they'll get hundreds of replies. Hundreds of replies. And people will physically go down there to have sex with this child. Not rich people. Poor people, like regular people, people who work at fucking restaurants and shit. They, they're just online looking for children to fuck. And they're, there's like people, like parents, like teachers, politicians. Look at Chris Hansen's, uh, the, the fucking uh, Chris Hansen show, To Catch a Predator. And they get hundreds of people from all walks of life, from the military to the school system, uh, lawyers, uh, judges, uh, doctors, they get poor people, they get criminals, they get fucking, uh, you know, everyone, everyone, rich people, poor people, old people, young people, in, uh, foreigners, uh, they get tons of, like, just watch Chris Hansen's uh, To Catch a Predator, and you'll see the diversity and the numbers of these people, it's a high volume trade, right, and this is why you have to have these aquatics areas, because it because there's so much suspicion if there's just cars showing up to a place that, like, you know, was too, was, was too public. So they constantly move them around to these aquariums, constantly let people know which aquarium's active, when it is, and, or et cetera. And like I said before, I think it's just to watch porn and then the kids in their own environments, the bedroom situation, et cetera, with the motorsports and the bull rings being the snuff and, and murder, uh, either video watching or participating in. Uh, arenas for these sadists and, and shit like that. And it's run just like any other bardello. It's run just like any other massage parlor uh, with human trafficking sex workers uh, throughout, as well as former human trafficked uh, sex workers as the current madams and pimps that run these trap houses. And I believe that it's 100% operated by covens, it's operated by people who uh, view this because of their own abuse as both desirable 
and fetishized, like this is sexy for them, this is getting them off, as well as something that helps out a greater good, uh, both in terms of making money and in terms of what ritualistically this entails, either through fertility rites, uh, ancient child sacrifices to various occult deities, and some of these can be very brutal and you know semi-fictitious, uh, and completely made up, like see different, uh, like like Lord Paimon and shit like that. It's different Catholic demons that they worship in these covens. And remember, each coven's like an individual cell. Like they have their own leadership, cult leaders, uh, personalities of influence, mission statements, etc. Uh, they worship their own deities. Um, and as chaotic as it sounds, they're all controlled though by central power figures within even higher levels of authority and power uh, that they have to obey as a type of occult mafia. As in a type of occult mafia, like the Greek pagans have to listen to the Babylonian Talmudists, and the Babylonian Talmudists are working with the Jesuits in the Vatican, you know, and it goes up all the way that high, that your local Freemasons are actually taking their orders uh, through the various degrees and charters and lodges and, uh, you know, royal arc degrees of the Scottish Rite, etc. They're actually following their orders from the crown king of England. Because King Charles is a fucking Freemason. And he's one of the leaders of the Grand uh, Freemasonic Temple in the UK, which is basically the headquarters of the Freemasons. And you can't deny that because their entire power structure goes to the very top, the most grand, worshipful master. It's not a democracy. It's not a democracy. It's, th these things are not democracies. You don't go in there and start doing things your own way unless they permit you to, and then you, only after you're paying your taxes and your dues, in which time you're just serving them at that point. And they encourage that system because of that. They don't have any competition internally because ultimately they're fulfilling everybody's basic uh, desires to exist and to be uh, in charge of their own covens as long as the covens are providing people human trafficked, human sacrifices, human slaves, sex slaves, children of all ages, etc. Uh, housing them, keeping them safe in the real estate, keeping them safe with their membership, you know, you have, to, you have to babysit a child 24 hours a day. Children, you know, can be neglected, etc., but that's the time when you get caught is when shit like that happens. And remember, they do not want to be caught. The whole point is not to be caught. The fact that we know this is because people got lucky and did investigations online and found extremely curious things that cannot be explained with, like, naturally, which is the two-letter aquarium code name and the motorsports and the bull rings which themselves are pedo terms only known because of people's autistic self-investigation into things like the FBI's list of pedo keywords that they themselves uh, distributed as an unclassified briefing material within their own ranks so only because people now have access to FBI level criminal investigative intelligence on pedophile networks and organized sex rings as well as years and years of experience researching occult and freemasonic and satanic influences in our society can we start even connecting the dots on a conspiracy 
this fucking weird and this fucking large that's happening all around us all the time and has its first roots in both discovery and presentation to the public in Texas. So drawing it full circle and bringing it to a close... These are the explanations for a thing called the Aquarium Gate Conspiracy, specifically the Texas Aquarium Gate Conspiracy, which there are over 22 general threads on on 4chan archives for your reading and informational educational uh, privilege to educate yourself and free yourself from the bullshit. Teach yourself this if you don't believe me. There are 22 general threads, each with over 250 posts by tens, maybe hundreds of different people over the course of an entire summer that were posted. And it's currently over a year old. Currently, this information is over a year old with photographic evidence, with people who went to these sites, with us. Uh, personal stories, with insights, with clever guesses, with well-funded hypotheses, with weaponized alt, uh, the, with a weaponized, um, autism, with the weaponized autism of the collection of 4chan and its political boards that over 22 threads, which is a fucking lot, uh, for something that is seemingly non-existent in the news now and completely memory hold as far as public discourse goes. You can't find this on YouTube videos. You can't find this on green text. You can't find this on Anons. You can't find this on right-winger sites. You can't find this on cue boards, nothing like that. This has been memory hold along with many different dozens of sexual uh, organized crime style cases and rabbit holes and threads, etc. Ted Gunderson level fucking criminal conspiracy here. If you guys know about the FBI director for Los Angeles, Ted Gunderson, uh, and his investigation of the McMurdo Tunnel case and preschool case and shit, this level fucking shit, where it, it seems almost insane when you say it first, but then the investigative evidence proves that this is undeniably real, no matter how much people try to fight it, and is definitely connected to the larger picture that the FBI has been investigating and gathering intelligence on, whether or not they act upon it or completely are corrupted by it already. That which which we know for fact exists, which is the organized criminal element of satanic covens, satanic groups, kill groups, murder cults, death cults, um, as well as cults that engage in human sacrifice and ritual rape. As well as prostitution, human trafficking, drug trafficking, uh, animal fighting, uh, and the plethora of other extremely offensive crimes that could potentially be going on here. But the fact is these sites do exist, that they're in a lot of towns, not every town, but in a lot of towns and in most areas in Texas. And if you're a Texan with an eye for the truth, with an ear for the truth, who wants to stay 
relevant and up to date with all the Epstein list shit, Maxwell client list shit, all the fucking deep state, sick pedo, fucking black magic, bohemian grove, fucking organized program to kill type shit. Then it'll behoove you to fucking uh, check out the Texas Aquarium Gate general threads on poll 4chan archive. 22 of them, all from the summer of 22. That helps you refine your search. It's a fucked up shit. It's a sick, sad world. Iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. Namaste and salam. Thank you, listeners out there in dreamland, new and old. You've listened to another episode of broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast of most, Gulf Coast of Texas. Thank you all for those who have supported, liked, shared, 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 shared this content on social media, uh, your Twitter, your Facebook groups, etc. Thank you all very much. It helps me out immensely to get this in front of your friends' eyes, new audience members, etc. Um, you can reach out to me. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me on Instagram. Reach out to me on my social media, which you can follow on Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. You can uh, check out the PodPage website, podpage.com slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. Uh, email me there. Uh, email is presented there. It's um, you know available for all those who want to work together, collaborate, or have me as a special guest on um, their podcast. I also interview people on my podcast, so if you have a creative effort of your own if you want to tell your truth if you have something that others find controversial that you study and um, want to uh, speak publicly about it in front of an audience to promote either your research or just to get the word out and inform and educate others um, you're welcome on my podcast after review you know of course I'm going to review and everything but I, I, I am extremely open minded and liberal when it comes to what people are really studying and thinking, uh, when it comes to discerning right and wrong, I have a great eye for that. But as well, um, you know, I, I have said uh, no to very few people in the past, except for those that I knew were trolls and people who uh, were, were going to try to attack this program from within and stuff like that. So definitely let it rip. Uh, it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, let's see if we can uh, schedule an interview, either me on your program or you on my program, etc. Let's talk. Exactly. Uh, so, God bless you and your families. Peace out.